Indoor cycling, Zwift, racing, parenting. We cover those and all of our hopes and dreams in between. Welcome to the Talk Dirty to Me podcast. An entertaining look into the lives of everyday people trying to achieve virtual cycling glory from our basements and garages from around the world. This podcast is rooted in Zwift and has evolved into found friendships, fitness, health, and a little sprinkle of humor. This may be one of the only podcasts where a little heavy breathing shouldn't scare you away because we're riding our bikes while we're recording it. All right, everybody's back. We're uh, blessed today to hang out with our friend Alan Fisher, who uh, those of us on the Discord know is a wealth of information when it comes to tiny beans that we all love and enjoy. I have to say, personally, when I think of what am I going to drink on a bicycle, first one's water, second one is coffee, right? <laughs> and that's why Alan's here. So, welcome, Alan. Morning, Alan. Right. Morning. Why don't you give us a, a little information about yourself? Yeah, so, uh, on the coffee side, I'm, I'm the co-owner of, of Perk Coffee uh, out of Savannah. Uh, but my background was really as a military officer for 17 years I was in the Army. Um, which, Thank you for your service. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Thanks. Uh, I had a ton of fun. Um, ended up with a kind of devastating foot injury. So didn't get to do Army things anymore. And couldn't run. I was a big runner. And really poured myself back into my other hobby is coffee. So, uh, back in, well, in undergrad, I, I majored in kinesiology with a big focus on nutrition uh, and performance. I was a cyclist at West Point, cross-country skier. I just wanted to win more races. So, I read, I think, everything, everything had been published circa 2008 on caffeine. I was like, oh, I need to do this. So I started drinking just like god awful coffee as a caffeine delivery system. It's like <laughs> coffee, forty five minute warm up. You know, go take a dump before the race, get to the start line, and and go. Uh, and that's all coffee was. And then uh, it was about two years later. No, sorry, it was about three years later. Um, was in Savannah, and my boss in the army bought some coffee from. Uh, from some guy at the farmer's market, reading our crappy little Mr. Coffee Maker and blew my mind. <laughs> this actually tastes good. This is great. What is this? Um, so I went to find the guy. And he's in this little 400 square foot space and you know, cool dude with glasses and a beard and whatever. Like, dude, tell me, tell me about this. And, uh, so it was my now business partner, Philip. He, uh, he would loan me a, a brewer every month or every week. Uh, so I'd go home with like a clever, an arrow press or a V60 and come back. We'd nerd out for like an hour and you know, he'd listen to all my stupid questions and uh, just kind of like shepherd me along and give me something else to go play with. Uh, and it was amazing. And turned into this whole, this whole journey. Um, that was 2011 and we were scheming then for when I'd get out of the army someday, uh, and we would 
take her from a retail or a wholesale business into like coffee shop retail and just grow it. So that's that cool. Yeah, that's happened over the past few years. Um, moved to Atlanta from business school in Charlottesville. While I was there, was simultaneously a, a new dad in business school, finishing up my time in the army, and opening a coffee shop in Atlanta. Wow. So it was uh, it was a job level busy, busy for sure. Yeah. So what you're saying is you lack the ability to multitask. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say I did any of them well. <laughs> we know that's it, not true. Uh, my, one of my favorite quotes, one of my favorite quotes from Parks and Rec, which is a show we all love and adore, is uh, never half-ass two things, whole-ass one thing. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I live by that. But anyway, uh, I have to ask, Do you, is there somebody on the team that does the design work, or do you hire that out? Yeah. That, so that, stuff? That's a great question. Um, so we, we had a graphic designer external for a long time. For like 10 years we changed that recently but so my partner philip is very very much that design half of the of the duo uh he's got good, a good job philip all of it yeah he does a great job not yeah. my department the, i mean the, the to me totally related but unrelated the packaging is bar none yeah i mean you never see coffee packaging that looks that attractive so Good job. That's awesome. And we have, so, sorry, this isn't the question you asked me. I'm going to answer it anyway. Uh, (laughs) Bring it. We have, this is, seriously, like, in the past decade, in change of coffee, like, this is, to me, the coolest thing I've ever been been part of or been around. So we're bringing these two coffees. It's really one coffee. They're both from the same same producer on the same farm in Colombia. They're processed a little differently. And end up tasting totally different. They're called the the Luna Zul and the Red Sunset. Well, our roaster, the guy we trained to you know, roast the beans and, and put them out, uh, decided to use his graphic design background and take a crack at the bag. So the guy who like you get some of these, who roasted it, also designed the bags uh, and, and is responsible for those. Uh, it's so cool. And then we're also, we're doing like a nerd box of these, or like, you get both of them, so you try, yeah. you try both coffees. That's cool. Uh, and we're doing an event with the guys from Colombia who exported from Colombia, imported to the U.S., uh, and doing a remote call with a farmer. So it's going to be like super fun to just talk about, I mean, it's just such a neat thing, like our QC guy went to Colombia and like got to interact with this farm and and it's like the cutting edge of what's happening in coffee. And, and then like our own employees were so excited about it that, you know, one of these guys just like decided to design the bag. It's so cool. <laughs> That's, awesome. That's awesome, man. It's so cool. I mean, you can always tell when somebody's passionate about something. Yeah. And just in the first like five minutes talking with you, it's like, oh, man, this guy, he doesn't work <laughs> a day in his life because he does his job. <laughs> so you started the company. As more of a wholesale, you said, so you'd source the beans, roast them, them on, sell them. Yeah. So, in Philip's background, he had been at Jerry Joe's in, in Athens before, uh, and was roasting there and you know managing there, and kind of like every every entrepreneur, like he had this skill set. He looked around and was like, we should do this. 
we should do this differently or better. And it's like, Janine was like, fine, go do it. <laughs> so, <laughs> so they looked around and, and saw an opportunity in Savannah and moved to Savannah in uh, 2010. Uh, he started work and he had roasted out of a little space and it was primarily, primarily wholesale, um, which is, I think, even more cool that you know, a customer, like direct customer was 10% of his business. And, and here's some, some kid who knew nothing, like wandering into his shop, like, let's talk about coffee for an hour. <laughs> and, and he would do it. And, and it was amazing. And, and that's, I mean, that's never been lost on me. And it's something that I still get so excited when anyone walks into the shop, they're buying a bag of beans, like, oh, how are you going to brew them? Like, anyway, <laughs> <laughs> some people might hate it, but I'm pretty excited about it. Well, we, we certainly had enough questions I, that we needed a whole new channel yeah. for it, so. <laughs> An approved channel. <laughs> we're still we're still a little raw on that one. <laughs> Is it approved because Sully made it? Is that why it's approved? I'm just... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, of course. Right. Anyway. So, um, now, the term you used, which was caffeine delivery system. So you might have missed it. You were sleeping in, I think. Uh, no, we start at 5.30. <laughs> we start when someone gets here. I Like, every week I say, hey, I'll see you guys at 5.30. And I last week, it worked. So <laughs> Drew and I dragged our feet long enough. I'm on to you now. Yeah. I'm on to you now. Three, three, oh. day, three days in a row waking up at 5 or earlier is just... Not ideal for you, so. Speaking of caffeine, Sully needs it's, his beer sleep. It's not, it's not happening. Not sustainable. <laughs> I'll go back into full. I'll go back into full night rider mode. Watch out, Kit. Watch out. We. I'll, yeah. So. You gotta draw a line caffeine, somewhere, Dad. Caffeine delivery system <laughs> was the term. It's a great phrase. And in my personal training. I learned one very important thing about myself, and that's that if it's hot and black, I could drink it. Most recently, I may have come across the same realization that you did where, oh, coffee actually has a flavor. <laughs> Strange. <laughs> coffee can taste like more so than I a burnt tongue. Your... Yeah, right? <laughs> amazing. I got one of your uh, Sumatra bags. <laughs> which was, uh, I believe, had the flavor profile on it of plum, right? Yeah, absolutely. And I can't remember what the other note was, but I was like, you know, okay, plum, I'll see. I opened the bag, immediately it hits you. I'm like, wow, that really does smell fruity. And then, yeah, brewing it up, it, it tastes that way too, which is mind-blowing for me, so... Just gonna say thanks for expanding my brain. <laughs> so that was my that's an first problem. bag from you, and then I also got the Columbia, which nice, delicious. And I know these fellas got some too. So what'd you guys get? Yeah, I mean I'm a dyed in the wool Colombian fan. My uh, my father drank it my whole time growing up as a kid, so it's kind of what I grew up knowing. It was that same idea when you open up a fresh bag of coffee. You're like, wow, that smells amazing. 
Um, Sumatra, again, was really good. Again, I'm not, because I've been drinking Colombian and all that for so many years. And Sumatra was a little different because of the the fruitiness. But I was like, yeah, I get on board with that. That was, that was really yummy. So... Tell me your dad without telling me your dad. Use the term yummy. Yummy. (laughs) It was yummy. (laughs) But it was the same idea where, you know, the the fruitiness kind of, you didn't expect it. And then when you tried it, you were like, all right. (laughs) That's where that's at. That was really good. All right. So full disclosure, I'm running low on perk coffee. Ah. One bag right now. I'm gonna order it as we speak. What bag am I getting? Did you did you like the the fruitiness? Um are you on something less I would say I liked it, but I don't know if it would be like an everyday kind of coffee for me. Like it's a very much a an exception. It's a good afternoon drink, definitely. That's for sure. I mean if you haven't had it yet, the this our our Brazil, the Brazil Legender. Um, I mean, that's, it's just such a sturdy cup of everyday coffee. Like it's yeah. the best version of just, just straight coffee. It's so good. Um, now, when I pull up your website, <laughs> it pops up with Mexico. See Mexico is really great. That's the, uh, the NAFTA doesn't exist coffee. And we're from, <laughs> from Mexico to, uh, we've got an import and, in Canada, the, the two-time uh, Canadian world or Canadian barista champion, uh, we found this super awesome coffee. Brought it from Mexico to Canada, and then back to the, the U.S. for us. <laughs> it took months just because, like, it got stuck at the Canadian border trying to get back into the U.S. Yeah. Ridiculous. <laughs> so what you're saying is, it's, it's stuck worth at the Canadian it. border. It's really good. Yeah, I mean it's. So that coffee tastes a lot like a, what I would normally I would normally describe an Ethiopian coffee. Like it's sweet yep. with some berries to it. It's not a it's not super super intense. It's not a punch in the face. It's just yep. kind of really sweet, really nice. Yeah. Cool. I should give it a try. That's the problem is I end up with coffee overload. <laughs> I'm like, oh my god, they all sound amazing. I want to try the different different profiles, but. Got to choose one. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's, I, I mean, you, you mentioned everyday drinker. Like, I, coffee is like some of these. So we've got the same, the same uh, guy in Canada, right, Canada, Cole. Uh, he's, he sourced a Colombian coffee, just landed at our, at our roastery. It is one of the most insane coffees in the world. Like really? It is. You'll drink it and not believe that it's coffee that you're drinking. It's insane. <laughs> like, total face melter. I can't drink that every day. I don't want two cups in a day. It's the one that, like, you drink a cup of that, you think about it for a week, but you, you need something like the Brazil. It's just like, I just need some coffee. <laughs> That's why Sumatra was so special to me. It's like, it was interesting enough to have that plummy sweetness, yep. um, but it wasn't very acidic. It was just really sweet, really easy to yep. drink. Real drinkable. Yep. I just found another two-pound bag hiding at our training center and smashed it up. <laughs> like, that's the last of it that exists. And the last two pounds of it I grabbed, I thought we were going to last a while. Yeah. My coffee's just so good. But, yeah. 
Greg, what was your finish, your favorite choice? You finish your order. No, no, I'm looking at all the coffees I'm on order. Fall. I had to get a, I had to get a mug too. <laughs> I don't need another mug in my life. I need a sicker pack. <laughs> Everybody needs a mug in their life. We always say my wife. Always over the holidays, my wife got the kids like, I think six different fun mugs. I'm like, we don't have. I don't have pantry space for this. I'm the I'm the dishwasher manager, so it's like, what are you doing to me? These don't fit. This is this is going to require an entire overhaul of the entire. Stuff. Yeah, which I already did last year for the same reason. So <laughs> one one in one out. Greg. I'm not kidding. <laughs> it was discussed. So. Uh, I actually, yeah, I'll out myself. I haven't actually placed my order yet. I get paralysis. I'm still working through a two and a half pound bag of the last beans we bought. And every time I go in, well, I'm at the back of that bag now, so I need to order. I'm looking. It's always, it's always amazing to me how long the, the bags last. Though. You're like, oh, man, it's going to come to an end soon. And you're still scooping like two, three days later. You're like, thank God for that. That is amazing. All right, my order's complete. <laughs> I I sent I sent Greg some coffee once and he thanked. I didn't know. He sure did. I didn't know. Very good coffee. I sent it. I even I even sent him a tracking order. Look, he did the same thing to me as well, and I do exactly. Dodd like, oh, figured it out. Like he, in my defense, solely Thanks, knows man. all, so I had no reason to believe that it wasn't. He thought I sent. He, he thought I found his secret Santa's tracking yeah, somehow info. Somehow, somehow. <laughs> I'm sorry, Soy. I'm, right. I'm good. I'm not that good. Alan, I went with the Brazil and the Java Frinza. <laughs> the Java's great. On that, that rock so this, on mug. Nice. Yeah, this Sumatra and this Java are the first two Indonesian coffees we've ever brought in. They uh, typically just haven't been haven't been very good, honestly. Um and yeah, I mean, the world of coffee growing, coffee processing is is crazy right now. It's advancing so much, and we get you know, super special coffees like these. Now, when I think of like coffee roasting and flavor profiles, it reminds me a lot of like hops for beer, right? Because it has sure. that subtle bitterness. But and I know a lot of us enjoy beer. Probably some of us, you know, enjoy it more than others, but, um, you know, to me, it's like, that's a, just another thing for me to get into. I enjoy of a good IPA, I'll be honest, but, you know, getting up early and hitting the bike every day, not always conducive to an IPA in the evening for me anyway, but, uh, coffee, man, I'm a two cup per day guy. And both those cups are delicious coffee. I got nothing else to complain about. I mean, I'll find something. But <laughs> readily available? No. So uh, that... I love the ritual of it. Like, I, I had to do a blood draw on Monday. Uh, Angle physical and, like, had to, had to fast. And got up before I got on the bike. Like, I've got my normal routine to go down. I'm just kind of standing at my little coffee station at the house. <laughs> kind of spin in a circle three times. Like, I don't know what to do with myself. 
And then, but you can still drink black then, coffee when you're fast. Oh, they didn't tell me that. Ah, see, you should have got to me sooner. You need, you need a new doctor. Yeah. <laughs> you got to talk to God. That, that doctor does not drink coffee, I guarantee you. No, Vlad probably doesn't. How do you usually take your coffee, Alan? I know. So yeah. my brother-in-law is like a tea enthusiast. And he tells me that, you know, most people who drink tea don't usually drink it black. It's kind of more of like a, you know, party foul to not put something in it. You know, do you put half and half anything in yours or? I I don't. Um, I mean, there's caveats to that, right? Yeah. Unless uh, you're making latte right. art. <laughs> right. <laughs> Which, yeah, I make my wife a latte every morning. I make my make my three year old uh, you know, a coffee <laughs> which is hot you know, hot chocolate steamed milk. Um but yeah, I typically just drink I drink a lot of just Americanos, um because espresso is a very interesting, very deep rabbit hole. So uh, it's fun to it's fun to play with. Uh, and a lot of just black filter coffee. But there's some coffees, actually that Java is one that I think it's actually a little better with a little milk in it. Yeah. Um, it rounds out, rounds out the flavor profile. Uh, my wife always drinks milk in her coffee, and we brought in a coffee from Yemen, uh, I guess two years ago now. It was the most expensive coffee we'd ever brought in, super high-end, super, super interesting. Took a sip of hers with milk in it one time, and I was like, oh, my God, this is better. And here I am taking this coffee. That's, I mean, eight times more expensive than just like the Brazil, yeah. you know. And, <laughs> and I'm putting milk in it, but it, it turned it from this kind of, uh, I mean, it was an interesting coffee already. It was spicy, a little bit of blueberry to it. And then all of a sudden it became this like cardamom bun full of blueberry jam. It was so good. <laughs> That's can, so cool. Can I just say, like, the, the descriptors that you have for the palette on these? is something that's way outside of my vernacular like <laughs> not even there like did you say cardamom yeah 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 i mean i don't even know what cardamom tastes like so i wouldn't be for that one but now i'm curious when you that's source awesome. these beans do you actually go to the countries so usually no um these these columbias that the we've got right now or about to release are a little bit of an exception where Marvin did go out there. Uh, but typically no, like that's just not our, that's really not our core competency. Um, there's, as you would imagine, a whole process of getting things out of, out of a country. Yeah. Right. Especially one like our, Yemen, I'm sure. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Um, that's just not, it's really not our core competency, and uh, I mean, if we had a choice between the two, like I'd rather bring a farmer from you know Colombia or, or Ethiopia to Savannah yeah. or Atlanta than for us to go there. If we had a choice between the two, sure. with like That's a cool. farmer with their little metal briefcase, and they open it up, and it's like all these little bags of beans. <laughs> just like, well, no, more so just to see the impact, right? Because when we have people that. I mean, the farmer in Sumatra like, didn't get to see you taste the Sumatra for the first time. Be like, oh wow, this is awesome. Yeah. Or, I mean, our our shops are 
you know, hundreds of cups a day. And like, it, it makes people's day. I wish, I wish we had a better way of like giving some of that joy back to, back to the farmers in a, in a tangible way. Right. Other than just like the transactional, like your coffee's great. We'll give you more money for it. <laughs> yeah. Which helps. Awesome. Do you- do you have farmers that you go back to, like you've developed a relationship with, or? Yeah. Um, so we've had some some that have been super, super liable favorites across years. Um, and of course, a coffee it's a it's a crop, right? So it changes and the flavor profile changes. But uh, like that Brazil we've got, the Legender, uh, we're on our I don't I don't know maybe third crop of that Whoa. fourth crop of that. Um, the we had one from Ethiopia, the Rico, that we just couldn't get this year, but the last two years was phenomenal. And, you know, we were actually talking talking this week about can we lock in, you know, 80 bags of, of that coffee now, sight unseen, just knowing that, right. that everything they put out is fantastic. So, would like to do that. Yeah. We're kind of an interesting size right now where... There's some coffees like, like these ones from Columbia. Like, we bought all of it. Like, there was no more to buy. Right. So, um, and you hit a point where, like, if Starbucks wanted to bring in that coffee, it, it would serve one of their shops for a day. Like, it wouldn't. It's not meaningful right. to to try to release that. Yeah. Um, so we're small enough that we can still do it, but we're we're also big enough that we have enough of an audience to bring in, like this one from from uh, Esperanza in Colombia that's super, super, super high-end and not be scared that no one's going to buy it. <laughs> well, I'll buy a bag. <laughs> it's, uh, it, it will melt your face off. It is. It's so crazy. <laughs> that's what I want. I want a cup of coffee that melts my face off. Like, just the jitter, you know, like... <laughs> <laughs> What kind of, I mean, is there like training that you, you have to go through to become like a coffee brewer or roaster? Sommelier. Uh, yeah, kind of yes to all of that. Um, and there's some structure around it. The, the Especially Coffee Association has some some courses. Um, we do a lot of internal stuff. In fact, this is so cool. Uh, yesterday and today, I get, I get really <laughs> You couldn't tell. Nerd out, dude. Awesome. Um, I love friends. Today, <laughs> our, uh, so our quality assurance manager, so their job is basically like standardizing the, the, the brew recipes for, for all of our shops, standardizing training, making sure training is being conducted, and make sure everything tastes right. Well, they developed this uh, like palate development course where so they've got bowls around the table that have Cherries, blueberries, you know, green apple, red apple, brown sugar, simple syrup, honey, like all of these things. And they're tasting in sections with people like, okay, between the simple syrup, the brown sugar and the honey, like, let's talk about how these are different sweetnesses and what do you get out of them? Right. And, and that's part of where, I mean, there's this whole flavor wheel that exists in coffee, but, but ultimately what, if I say it tastes like an apple, that can mean a hundred different things to you. Sure. So having having a way to describe that, or some of these coffees that 
tastes like something you've never had. I mean, we had a Rwandan coffee that, to me, tastes like starfruit. No question, it was starfruit. <laughs> but, you know, half the people that tasted it have never had a starfruit. I was just, they wouldn't just have had a word for it. <laughs> yeah, right? Nope. That's Not crazy. crazy. <laughs> we try to... We try to do training, you know, we do barista training, we do, uh, you know, seed to cup is kind of our, like, this is coffee, this is how it's grown, this is how, yep. you know, we bring it in, we roast it, this is, you know, how it goes out and how it gets brewed. Yep. Um, That's cool. Yeah. That's so cool. Interesting. So, yeah, we do training. We do training. <laughs> do, you, do you offer those classes to the public? That was my question. Or is it just internally? So, yeah, not not right, right. now. Um, we used to do some wholesale account training. Uh, we we stopped that during COVID because we just weren't weren't exposing each other, right? Um, but no, we want to get back to more of the uh, more of the events where you know, exists out in the world. I'll let you find it if you want. Uh, every morning for like four months, I would get up, still be in my pajamas, like brewing my first cup of coffee in the morning in my kitchen, uh, like a morning brew-along video live on on Facebook and Instagram. <laughs> and it was like just varying levels of nerdery, yeah. different brew methods. And like, here's how to get a great cup of coffee at home. That's awesome. Or how not to in some cases. Yeah. <laughs> there's, I mean, and, uh, plenty of people that do that, you know, they don't make a cup of coffee at home ever. They go to local coffee shop, they go to Starbucks, whatever. Yeah. And they don't they don't know how to make a cup of coffee. So those videos are probably crucial for a lot of people. It can be really intimidating, the, right? We're not gonna use the corporate giant that is known as Starbucks in this no. podcast. Nope. Not today. Got a lot to learn from them. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. I, yeah, you know, like so for me, I drink black coffee. Like I, I don't put anything in my coffee at all my wife she loves creamer but like a caramel creamer type thing oh so she also does not somebody just go uh is that you Craig? yes that's great Correct. <laughs> she uh i mean she likes coffee i don't think she's ever gotten to the point where she's had the flavor of coffee right you know full front sure. there when we're on vacation, she puts milk in it, which is fine. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with milk and coffee. I made her, I made her a cup of the Sumatra, and she she tasted it and she's like, "Wow, that's uh, that's different." I was like, "Yeah, <laughs> right. It doesn't taste like caramel." She's like, "No, no, it doesn't." <laughs> she's just like awesome. some people just just don't want it. To, you know, like, like I just want the caffeine. I don't care it's about a caffeine flavor. delivery system. There you go. <laughs> CDS. I know. I mean, we're, we're really happy to do, you know, interesting other things too. Like we, uh, in our shops, like our signature drink is a good times latte. It's a vanilla lavender syrup that we make in a, in a latte with habanero sugar. Oh. And, uh, habanero yeah, sugar. Yeah, just a little bit. Because lavender and vanilla are like yeah. really strong and really sweet flavor. Yeah. Uh, and it cuts the sweetness a little bit. Interesting. I, I'm realizing right now just how, like, 
Mundane. How little we know. Mundane, my power is. <laughs> I see. <laughs> well, but that's you know the thing. I mean? It's like you don't have to. Like you hey. walk into Perk, you're like, I've never been here before. What what should I get? What do you know I drink? Oh, I drink my coffee with caramel syrup and milk in it. Like, try a good times latte, you'll love it. <laughs> and then you drink it, it's delicious. And like that's where you are in coffee, and that's okay. That's awesome. Do you do you have anything that tastes like cinnamon toast crunch? That's where my palate's at. <laughs> that's for Greg. So, uh, no, no, but not for lack of of trying. Uh, we've we've experimented with some different cereal milk lattes. Um, so yeah, cinnamon toast crunch is on on the list. I can get you the toast flavor and the cinnamon flavor, but not the pound of sugar. <laughs> Here's your for your after dark coffee, rum chata, and fireball whiskey, right? We all know that one. <laughs> sure. Every everyone's PM drink. Have you ever had it, Greg? Yeah. Okay. But I would say not on a regular basis. Oh, it's not a not a nightcap for no. you. <laughs> Whoops! You you said. So, Says the NA beer drinker to the NA beer drinker. <laughs> right. Is this, do you take it before or after your uh, non-alcoholic right. IPA? Uh, always before. <laughs> I mean, I want to get the buzz. Just, going. I'm warning here, Dodd. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't drink that at all. <laughs> yes, NA beer is like a whole other topic. We're gonna have to get on eventually. Sure. PK will boycott the episode. Yeah. Oh, do it as a do it as a, out, a point counterpoint. Invite Pete and then invite Jesse, brand ambassador for non alcoholic beer. And let him go to blows. <laughs> we'll have a debate yeah. a debate yeah. episode. I'll moderate that debate. So Alan, here's a question that's on topic for the beer. First of all, do you drink beer? Yes, but for the same reasons you mentioned earlier, a lot less commonly than I used to. Uh huh. If you had to pick your favorite beer, what would it be? I'm going to make some connections Ooh. here. Without without any categorization, yeah. just like, well, that's really hard. Um, what about like a go-to beer? You have like a go-to beer? Yeah, so Highland Brewery out of Asheville is one of those breweries that can like do no wrong. Uh, everything they, they release is really delicious. I'm drawing a blank on the on the name of it, but they had this, this uh, 1554, that's it. They had this black lager for a long time that was like just the right balance of sweet and syrupy, but not too heavy, not like full full stout um yeah i think that's that would be it cool all right so do you gravitate toward dark beers i do yeah okay Okay. here's i gotta follow up how do you feel about beers that advertise themselves as tasting like coffees because that's a pretty common uh flavor profile it's a darker roast for the the coffee stout is coffee stout etc yeah, so we've done a, a lot of coffee, coffee beer collaborations. Okay. Um, a lot of Macs do just use right. straight coffee in them. Um, and yeah, I mean, I generally like those. 
I think someone recently posted like the founder's breakfast out, yep. uh, yeah. which I mean, that's a delicious beer. Um, I think it's more interesting though, uh, when brewers are willing to do something other than a stout with coffee. Yep. So there's some, there's been some really interesting ones, especially if you use a, a fruitier coffee. Um, we're pairing that with like a sour or, you know, some kind of half of ice and something like that that gets interesting. Uh, or cascara, which is the, yeah. the discarded yeah. cherry. Um, you can use that to make a tea. You can also use that in beer and, and it's tart. It's really tart. And it would be a really interesting thing to use, uh, in some of those lighter beers. Interesting. So I'd rather see more awesome. of that. Very cool. Interesting. So if you had to pick one brewer to use, <laughs> oh, you introduce all of us to the Clever too. Dripper, and that's... Desert Island yeah. Brewer. There you go. <laughs> uh, the Clever Dripper has been a game changer, I think, for a lot of us. Hold on. We're going to make this twofold. First question is, if you had no power, you were, like, roughing it, right? Ah, uh, okay. Second question is, you have all the tools you need. Go. Yeah. Yeah. So, no power. Can I heat water? Or sure. No? You can Over make fire, fire, right? You can make fire. Come on, Tom Hanks. You sure. crafted okay. a clay bowl that'll withstand the fire. Look at what I have created. <laughs> Keep going. Yeah. You just happen to have a battery-powered scale. <laughs> <laughs> well, so so if I didn't have a scale, right? If, if I didn't have anything except for the brewer nice. and and maybe I have a grinder. Maybe I don't. Maybe I'm just like mortar and pestling them and <laughs> it's going happen deep. to get them roasted over a fire or whatever. Uh, it'd be the arrow. Um, it's, it's, it was my favorite brewer forever. And it's just the worst cup you get out of an AeroPress is really good. <laughs> the best cup's not as good as some of the other brewers, but the worst cup is really great and super versatile. And there are, there are very, very deep levels of nerdery that you can get into with, with what's going on with that brewer. So, can you explain an AeroPress to people that are listening that are like, what's an AeroPress? Yeah. I've only, you know, used the a K cup at uh, at my office. <laughs> yeah, great. Um, so, an AeroPress is is shaped like a, a smaller version of of a water bottle, basically. It's about about the size of the lower section of it, and it's got a little cap that screws on the bottom that has a flat filter you put into it. Open top, coffee goes in, water goes in, and it's got a plunger. Just a big plunger that goes on top of it, and it pushes, you know, the coffee water out through the bottom through that filter. Uh, so it's a. It can be typically is an immersion method where the water and coffee just kind of sitting there doing their thing together, and then you press it all out. So it's almost like if you're familiar with the French press. It's kind of a similar concept, but it has a filter. Interesting. Um, they're super robust. I mean, I. Before before we made instant coffee, like I traveled everywhere, everywhere with mine. That was the impetus for making instant. I would stop carrying my my AeroPress and hand grinder everywhere. But it's been I mean, I've made coffee in, on most continents with it, and in like the worst the worst condition. I've literally woken up under a horse and uh, like rolled over, and and then went to work making making coffee in an AeroPress. Uh, Interesting. And yeah, so it's 
super versatile. Follow question super for robust. that. You're not going to break it. Were you using the horse yeah. for warmth? <laughs> was the horse I'm using you? Asleep in a... That's still classified. <laughs> this, this, this is actually a training area in Louisiana. Okay. There are just wild horses everywhere. So and what you're trying not to say in a field, wake up to, is that you, yeah. you nope. it was Keith Miller was the horse. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I don't mean to call you out. Such a public <laughs> forum, didn't specify what part of Louisiana it was. You're right, he didn't. Near Alexandria. <laughs> I'm not really sure um, where that's check. at. To be honest, no. Middle of Louisiana. Middle of nowhere. Interesting. Um, so the my... AeroPress is the no power, simplified, gotta have it brewer. Okay. Totally. If you couldn't eat water, you can make a, a cold brew right. and it works great. So, so AeroPress is that one, and the, the part of this opposite extreme, I've got all the all the things. Uh, is, is definitely the decent espresso machine. Okay. Which one? Say that one again. It's a decent, decent espresso machine. Decent. Yeah, decent's the brand. It's yeah, uh, it's crazy. It's there's nothing else out there like it. It does flow profiling and temperature profiling and pressure profiling. I mean, now, was any that, parameter. Was that the one that you, you showed a picture of that had like a computer readout? That, that's that one? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, like it's all programmed through the tablet. Yes. Okay. Sounds pretty yeah, decent. That was, that was hardcore. <laughs> so, somebody just say it sounds I, pretty decent. He did say that. <laughs> a, a nod to Ron Swanson. Somebody had to. <laughs> Mine just is very good coffee. That's so cool. Does it does it link up with your heart rate monitor so you can see your heart rate start to spike as the <laughs> coffee gets closer to being brewed? As the caffeine delivery uh, system kicks in. It should, yeah. Can you link it to your intervals? Well, so there's, <laughs> That's there's what I want to know. Yeah. There's a you probably could. It, it uploads it to, there's a visualizer kind of like intervals that it uploads all my shots to. And, That's funny. Um, there's a whole similar nerd community on Basecamp um, is like the uh, the Discord version for, for decent users. And uh, I mean, things like my Akaya Scale links to it because somebody was like, why doesn't my Akaya Scale link to this? I'll write some software for it. <laughs> and then someone's like, oh, cool, there we go. And then the programmers at these are like, all right, we'll implement it. And 48 hours later, it just worked. <laughs> or there's coffee tools that... It sounds like Zwift. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever had your coffee maker crash on you asking for a friend? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what the AeroPress is. There you go. Off-grid. Off-grind? Oh. Coin a phrase. I've got this. I'll, I'll show you guys... One of these Sundays, I got this crazy 1830s Belgian talent siphon thing that it. So one chamber sits above a flame and holds the water. Is it like a, like and a chem lab set, like a still, in some yeah. some bootlegger's yeah. shanty. Yeah. So so it heats up the water, which goes up through this tube into a different chamber where the coffee is sitting, and there's a balance for the. The oh, nice. water chamber. So as enough water boils over, 
the water go the water chamber goes up, a trapdoor slams the flame shut. So then it starts to cool the water chamber, creating a vacuum. So it sucks the now brewed coffee back okay. up into the the water chamber and resets the other way. That's so wild. It is, and then that's that's your yeah, complete cup of coffee. Mad scientist. Yeah. That's cool. So that's like the best Rune Goldberg I've ever heard of. Is it Rube? Rube Goldberg? Rube. I think it's Rube. Rube. It's like mousetrap when you're a kid. Research department? Confident. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Rube. Rhymes with noob. That's awesome. And what kind of, I mean, I know you had had a discussion recently in the Discord about creamers for lattes and whole milk versus others you know what regular cup of coffee is it something different than what you're putting in the lattes is it kind of it depends um, yeah it depends i mean i guess it, it's a little about what you're trying to achieve um i mean i would say a good half and half is probably the the best option because you get you get more fat in it um without diluting the coffee right. as much so you get more of the coffee flavor but Part of what part of those milk fats do is coating both your tongue and emulsifying some of the, the chemicals in the coffee that are making it less less right. bitter. Um, so if you're doing it to avoid bitterness and make it smoother, the higher the milk fat, the better you're going to do on that. Interesting. Let's the say you're fat. lactose intolerant. What variety of milk would you suggest? Yeah, not soy. Um, it depends on the coffee a little bit. The uh, because you know coffee can be it has a ton of acidic chemicals, I mean, lots of acidic chemicals. So um, that'll force you know soy milk splits really badly. Um, almond can be hit or miss. Some some oat is better than others. Uh, so I think someone might have been Bill who's in the. Uh, like the Chubani uh, extra creamy oat, something like that does pretty well. Uh, I really like the Calypia stuff, but oats oats kind of ubiquitous at this point. Um, but yeah, you want stuff that's going to hold up the acid well. Yeah. Very cool. I'm still not 100% sold on the oat milk, not for coffee, but just in. It's a weird thing, right? It's so strange. It's like well, oats. I mean, it's. Because you have, you're just taking starch yeah. and water. So if you add fat to it, you need emulsifiers for the fat. So like, there's no way to do it without adding stuff right. to it. Um, whereas like almond milk, rice milk, whatever you're just making in your blender. Right. Uh, so I, I'm with you, but also you you do address nut allergies at least. I, with that's true. Unfortunately, one of the more interesting ones that we've had was when. You know, I guess growing up, the eggnog latte was always one of my favorites from the company that shall not be named. <laughs> but when you try to do stuff like that and you try oh, to get Voldemort at home, <laughs> the Voldemort company, they, uh, you try to get cute and do stuff like that at home, it never comes out the same way. So, like, no matter how many times you try to do, like, an eggnog latte at home, it doesn't come out well because you always get that weird separation and, like... I don't know. It's weird. So it's just 
Mm-hmm. Unless you're about like the soy milk and the separation that happens, and you know, it's interesting. The one to try is one of my favorite versions of that is uh, coconut milk, like whole fat yeah. can of gonna go make Thai curry yep. coconut milk. Um, if you steam that or, or just heat it, um, it's got a really heavy consistency, like eggnog yeah. does. So that plus some some espresso or you know strongly brewed coffee, and then your you know, nutmeg and, and cinnamon. Good to go. Some some cocoa nog is hey, pretty. Gotta solid. try that now. All right. I, I think your first mistake is drinking eggnog, but that's just just me. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Always just like it's just like it's so <laughs> thick and like oh. has this weird kind of like nutmeggy yep. spice flavor to it. That's eggnog is thick. Choice. Eggnog is thick because the alcohol thins it out, Dodd. Yeah. <laughs> oh, is that what I'm doing wrong? I need more alcohol in it, apparently. Dude, sitting around drinking a glass of just eggnog, you're probably 12 years old. Yeah, there's nothing more refreshing <laughs> to me. Come in, hot summer day, you've been running around in a field, you know, football Eggnog practice, was a whatever. bad choice. You just toss back big old 12-ounce glass of eggnog. Man, really talk about living. Well, let me refresh myself. <laughs> So, Alan, we've we've talked a lot of hot coffee. Uh, our our oh, household yeah. are like firm cold brew believers. <laughs> so, what uh, like super? So, of the the different roasts you guys have, like, what would you recommend for cold brew? And like, where does cold brew fit in the coffee landscape? <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. Um, so, if you if you are going to do cold brew, um. And most typically, people go to, to the Brazil or, or similar. Um, basically, it depends on why you're cold brewing to start with. Uh, yeah. If you're cold brewing because you want something cold to drink that, that has that higher concentration, <laughs> um, but you don't mind the interesting flavors, then something like the natural Ethiopia, totally the way to go. It's way, way sweeter. Um, and, and it has some, some of the fruit flavors will come through. If you're doing it because you want to avoid acidity at all costs, then yeah, stick to something like the Brazil for sure. Um, I mean, the whole reason, the reason cold brew does exist at all is, so coffee is the most chemically complex thing that humans consume. And all of the different compounds extract the like chemicals coming out of the particle into the water that happens at different rates and and even those comparative rates change with temperature that being said below about 170 degrees a lot of the the more acidic chemicals either extract really slowly or not at all so if you're trying to avoid those brewing at say 140 degrees or below leaves you with less of that um so that's if that's your motivation for cold brew, um, then yeah, go with the Brazil. But if you like the sweetness, uh, then yeah, something like the Ethiopia, natural Ethiopia, really sweet, really good. Um, I also favor a, a, a drip grind, not a super coarse grind. Warmer water and a faster brew. You get less of that kind of like funkiness that comes with it uh, with cold brew. 
we can still accomplish the same thing. Interesting. See, I think it's, I think it's twofold for us. One, when I make coffee in the morning, my children are late to school. My two pour over. <laughs> um, but two, I, you know, I think like cold brew is awesome for people that don't like coffee, yeah. because like getting past that bitterness and acidity. Like I know at least for me, like the first time I had cold brew, and it was like, well, like I like I can drink this without you know a thing of sugar. <laughs> And a thing of milk and like i can actually drink this and it changed my palate where like two years later i probably had hot coffee again for the first time and i was like oh i can drink this black it was like the it was like the gateway drug for me yeah cold brew the gateway yeah and it does something else that's interesting too like so I, i'm gonna say some numbers that are totally meaningless to everyone in the world <laughs> and i recognize that so let's start you, out the clever, the clever that you're brewing at home right now, is the that resulting thing that we're calling coffee uh, is mostly water. It's about 1.3 percent coffee solids dissolving. That's kind of normal for most drip brews, like 1.2 to 1.4 percent. If I pull you a shot of espresso, it's going to be like nine or 10 percent coffee solids. So way more concentrated, right? But there's this whole space that exists between one and a half percent and ten percent that we don't really use very much. And that's where the cold brew it sits right around two percent usually after it's diluted. So it's occupying a space of concentration that you don't normally experience in coffee, which makes it kind of its own slightly interesting thing. Um, Americanos kind of do that too, like with an Americano, you're taking that 10% concentration and diluting it to whatever strength you want. The AeroPress kind of lives in that middle ground too. Um, so, and the more concentrated it is, the more colloids, uh, suspended uh, particles in solution right. there are that actually block some of the receptors on your tongue, decreasing bitterness mm -hmm. further, which is why we're more uh, more tolerant of bitter espresso coffees than that same coffee and drip. Interesting. Huh. That's fascinating. I agree. I, so, so I have like a theory about coffee shops and cold brew. They try to make their cold brews taste more like coffee. <laughs> <laughs> and I feel like cold brew, like it's coffee, but it, like it has its own like style and they tried it like it seems like they choose really bitter like bright like blends in order to make it taste like more like what people expect and everybody's like oh i don't like it <laughs> yeah that, there, I, I have a lot of strong feelings about cold brew but uh i'll say that we, we no longer cold brew at all we used to have a bottling line and everything like we, we just don't do it anymore uh, yeah. And for the shops, we we do a flash brew, which is you brew it hot, immediately chill it over ice, um, and we get that same concentration. So it's that, that you know more concentrated coffee. But we do it with those. We always have two coffees on bar uh, for espresso and drip. One that's something interesting and, and bright and exciting. So it's the. Honduras changing Nicaragua, and then it'll be the Java right now. And the other is something like yeah. the Brazil. And right. so if you come in, you just want, you say, give me a cold brew. Like, 
I'm pouring you a flash brew of the Brazil, and you're going to be pretty happy with it. Interesting. Um, yeah, like the right thing for the right person. <clears throat> yeah. So I haven't started, exp like we've only been uh, using the Clever for the coffee we got from you so far. So we haven't we haven't tried it uh, in the toddy yet. Nice. <laughs> so it'll be interesting. We've been trying yeah. to eliminate all the bad coffee that we have first. <laughs> Life's too short to drink bad coffee, silly. <laughs> like all the like Amazon coffee that, that I think my wife ordered because it was just like, hey, I'm going to mix this with my protein Waiting shake. For a hand to come in the frame. <laughs> She was giving me dirty looks, but I, I made her do a taste test the other day because I was like, hey, if I'm going to make this like fancy coffee for you, I need to know that you can tell the difference and you actually <laughs> like it. So I, so I put some of the bad coffee in the Clever and she was like, oh, this is bad. I was like, I know. <laughs> good, good. Glad we're on the same. This is going to be more expensive, but I'm glad we're on the same page. <laughs> and some people prefer and some people actually seek out really bitter yeah. coffee. like that's what you want. I mean, I feel that way about IPAs. Someone's <laughs> the hoppiest right. IPA out there. Like, go, go for yeah. it. I'm not having one. But <laughs> oh, go for it. hops the better, man. That's me. I'm talking my okay. language now. Yeah, I mean, you know, we, I mean, we have, like, people at our church, like, we switched coffees, and it was like, <laughs> a, man, like, they, like, they really wanted, like, like, old, like, in, they wanted instant coffee. <laughs> That was just like the comfort yep. zone for them. That's what I go for. Which says, so Sully, where you are, check out King State. They're phenomenal, and they do instant coffee very similar to ours, and it's it's phenomenal. Where's the keep flavor crystals, coffee? though? Not, not your grandma, Vincent. I said, where's What's the flavor in? crystals? <laughs> <laughs> They're in that last drop. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> the one that's really good. Yeah. yeah. Now you're crossing <laughs> crossing brands here. Uh-huh. Cross Folgers the stream. Maxwell House. <laughs> <laughs> well, Greg, I believe it's getting close to the time where normally uh -oh. we have our weekly segment. And that's right. Alan's gonna be along for the ride this time. So sure. I told him make sure and giddy up. Yeah. I uh, actually tell him that so, I don't know where that came from, sorry. That's fine. Uh, we are returning, as we do each week, to category catastrophes, where we recount what nonsense Swift has been up to in trying to figure out how to band each other, who should race against whom, and uh, who should be winning races. And I think uh, this last week has been a hot one. This is what way better. Uh, yeah. This... Last week has been a hot one. Previously, uh, on, on prior episodes, you'll recall that <laughs> they did some weird, I think the ZRL Classics were AutoCAT. Yeah. Um, and that wasn't. Yep. So that was mostly just very confusing. Um, Chase this, races. Yeah. Uh, because, like, I don't know, I would, depending on who is in the field, I would be a B or an A or a C. Uh, I avoided those races personally. You're always an A in my book, Greg. Wink. <laughs> there, there may be a certain team member that was like, "When did Greg promote to B?" And I was like, "I don't know." Two years ago. <laughs> Can I know that team member's name? <laughs> after the guess. Bonica. Nice. Um, Bonica. No, if it had been somebody else, I would have projected their identity. Excellent. Um, 
but but this week, uh, Swift has announced. <laughs> obviously, Steve has his cats monitoring who's what category. They missed it. Right. So, and, and they re they report back reliably every they time. They couldn't see that one. <laughs> uh, so so this week, Swift uh, is taking a stab at VO two or uh, maximal. What is it? Maximum aerobic performance map. map. Aerobic power. Yeah. Aerobic power. Thank you. Uh, I still don't understand how they are doing it, except that the result is I think I'm an A now in those races. Sully's an A, I think. Dot. Ah, oh, that's oh, nice. He, he could go all so the way down to C. So there were, so there were so many complaints <laughs> about the initial setup that they redid it. Uh -huh. And so I went from only only able to sign up for A races, but now I can sign up for A, B, or C after they changed it. So did they move the, because I think Tiago had a bunch of explanations that involved math and magic that no one really followed, I think. Um, you know, but but there was there was a wattage you know that, cut off. Uh, thing people post where it's like, hey, uh, that's too long for me to read, but either... Like congratulations, or I'm right. sorry that happened. <laughs> the TLDR. <laughs> That's how I approach yeah. it. I'm like, I, I'm a, I'm a nerd for math, but I still didn't. And I was Listen, like putting I'm, my numbers into Tiago's formula and not getting my VO2 estimate. What what stumbled me was the mass, the M. Yeah, I thought that stood for minutes. Oh, and I was like, huh, that's weird. No, that was mass. Yeah, well now I know. Wait a minute. I, I did that, and depending on. Like if I took my best five minute power, I think it came back with a VO2 of like 42, which is not See, my I VO2 did get max. A, I did get a 50 no. out of mine. What is your VO2 well, max? Depends. Uh, the best estimate <laughs> I can get is Garmin's, which says I'm like a 57. So <laughs> that's, not, that's not too which, far off of what's probably accurate. Which is in the purple, right? That's excellent. Or yeah. Superior. Superior. I forget which one it is. No, I'm I'm getting older, so uh, it's approaching. It's it's approaching I superior. The, I do enjoy it the Garmin virtual age. Oh, your your VO2 max puts you at this age range oh, yeah. for your actual age. I'm I'm virtually <laughs> 23 still. Thanks, Garmin. Yeah. <laughs> hey, buddy. But, yeah. Congratulations. So, uh, but uh, there there was a there was the VO2 or MAP thresholds and then there was also like a a, a a total wattage cutoff that i think is what was spoiling Three, it for all of us 360 for five minutes yeah yeah i've got a Which five was, minute effort over that so they were like okay you're just an a now yeah that was what put sully up i think me too for five minute so Al alan's alan's always an a yeah. so he's like <laughs> like Greg, this this put this, this put, put you in a, a, right? And it put clay in B, which is just nonsense. <laughs> so they, they fixed okay. it, Greg. And now Drew is in B and I am in C. <laughs> and all things are right in the world. Do we know what they did to fix it? <laughs> nope. Okay. Good. I don't. I'm they sure pulled Sully specifically. You should yeah. you should get Squirrel on here and do a segment on Friday, <laughs> like a five minute like story time of how <laughs> yeah. and why and so he comments on the forum and like all that never, I, like, I, oh, I don't, I don't have any ever ridden on team with squirrel <clears throat> i had no idea to which his depths of like he's got a list of people that have like 
beating him on things, I guess. <laughs> yeah, he <laughs> saved he, the screenshots. He threw it up it's there. Coming and I was for like, you. I don't even remember that. <laughs> How could you not remember? It? Here's the evidence. <laughs> I'm like, but now I'm super proud of myself because I beat somebody who's really strong on a sprint. <laughs> yeah. Once. <laughs> Now, one of the, the questions, too, was, is it course dependent? You know, is your categorization yeah. course dependent? So the course that they're doing is, what is it, Watopia figure eight? Right. You know, okay. Well, that's good. That's all fun. But I, I don't know, Drew, but I should have posted our BGIF <laughs> for you. And congratulations. It's coming. Just wait. Uh, He's heading up that route. Go He's heading to the, the lake, lake to bring things month. back to center. We go to the lake to stay safe. Any any final thoughts? Well, I'm just, the, other, the only thing I'm curious for, and we don't know yet, is will it shift? Will it resort based on who signs up for that race? Right. Because I think that's one of the things that ZRL Classics tried to do. Also, is potential rankings and stuff. Yeah. Look at rankings. Look at past results, and sort of resort as it goes. I'm curious yeah. if they'll try that or. If they just want to verify that this is a really bad, bad way to sort races. <laughs> That's kind of what they yeah. implied on the forum. He was like, this is just our first criteria. I, like the test race. From a true don't, science perspective, I'm fine with that. You start at the ends, you start at the outliers, or start at the worst predictors, and you check them off and work your way to the middle. Like, That's fine. But it's still been comically stupid. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't... I don't know if this is a hot take, Greg, or, or what, but, you know, like, I think we is, assume that Zwift racing is, like, all, like, everything is one discipline, sure. um, whereas outside, right. like, you have your different categories and different disciplines because they have different right. requirements, so so my fear in moving to, like, a, a point system, like, a just performance-based is, yeah. like, hey... Like, I might win a 15-minute sprint race against some A's, but I can't even, like, I'm not even, like, I'm not even in the race on a hilly course, right? And so, it, you know, like, I wish there was a way to work on the road, right? <laughs> I mean, it's, you, you win, you win, you beat people. Right. Like, there aren't more or less points for one discipline yeah. over another. Sure, sure, but you could be, you but you could be an A crit racer and, uh, or sorry, you could be a Cat One crit racer and a Cat Four cyclocross racer, right? Easily. I don't know. I think Zwift just needs to have like an automatic upgrade system in place. So like, if you win X number of races at the C category, you are automatically a B. You can no longer sign up for C races. You know. See, but but races are so different. Like, I think part of the challenge is that, I mean, cycling in real life, the participation rates right, are not right. that high. And so if the goal is to encourage fitness, if the goal is to encourage people to participate, then making me race up the Alp with A's just means I'm never racing up the Alp. Like it's just, I think well, we've, and that's, like it, so I, I, but I don't know that, that, that accomplishes no, what we're trying to but, do. But, and this is, I mean, we talked about it a little bit in the, in the chat, but this is not, Zwift is not applying this in broad strokes to everyone. You've got to sign up for the race if you want to, Sure. Have it sort you thus. So, and it may be that, I mean, if Swift gets actually smart about it, they could say, 
we're going to apply these criteria to these races and these criteria to these races, and they could sort yep. you differently sure. based on that, of, so that you so you still get to have a competitive race, yep. which that's all I want is I want to be competitive in my race. Sure. I don't want to fall off. Yep. I mean, we've talked about this a little bit for ZRL. Uh, when I was racing in B1, I can't hang at the first selection point. I just, yeah. I don't have that three minute 6.0 in me. Yep. <laughs> so I'm done. And then I'm chilling at zone two in between sprints, which is, I mean, that's fine. But that's sure. not really fun. Say, not the not the object of what you want to do. Right. But, it, but like, what is it that we, like, we want to be threshold well, the whole time? Because that's not... Like what happens in a race no, either. I want to be able to, I want to have a fighting chance through the selections and a fighting chance at the end. Yep. Which yep. isn't totally crazy. Well, so, so some of the low, like with some of the low hanging fruit is even category enforcement. Sure. Right. Like, and why, you know, why have we waited like this long for that? I, just, I don't think there's good answers. Right. For those things. I think that's because in whole, Swift racing is getting more attention. I mean, you got GCN yeah, covering it. More popular. You got, you know, major athletes participating in these events. Yep. So. Look, but <clears throat> Alan's espresso machine, somebody said, hey, here's like something that would be a cool feature. And they did it. And it was out in two days. <laughs> but those people are hyped up. So, we've been talking about this for two coffee, years. Though. They, they care about productive. their products. <laughs> <laughs> so we should send more coffee i mean you and i both saw when we started talking about coffee alan's not a like perk coffee not it just alan, coffee, alan's eyes lit up <laughs> like it's a child this is his baby you get people that are passionate like that about their job you can do anything there's no there's no end oh man so we need to get Sterney to replace Eric yeah. Men. I mean, I'll vote for that. Oh, whoa. <laughs> just because I can say oh. I know him. I can name oh. drop him. They just need... The Dirt, dirt Father for, pre for President of Swift. No, no, no. He needs... They need, a, like, a racing division. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's yep. the ticket. Because Min, Min cares about the subscriber number, which is fine. That's his job. Right. But yeah, they need the someone so much to make it a viable esport in the future. It needs an esports yeah. division. My well, but but I don't think we're even just talking yeah. about esports. I think we're talking about community and community support. Yeah. And esports, e like I don't know, esports is like the the third uh, deviation away from the mean. We're talking about the first and but second I mean, deviations I, I, right now. I think now. it's com but. Like teams produce community yeah. and so races and TTT and like all of that, like it's just, it's a vehicle to lock people yeah, so into your product. And so if you have all these people that are just cruising around Watopia, I mean, granted, there's like the pace partners develop their own almost atmosphere and character yeah, and whatever, do. but. <laughs> I'm in it right now, ignoring the chat. I mean, because so <laughs> I can't stand what they have to say. <laughs> that's every day but but you're right i, I didn't jump in that's I, that draws people back honestly nope. i'm only on zwift because that one time like i did a ttt i would not nope. be on here so he doesn't like the group rides 
Some people here might be a little biased for a group ride. Just saying. You recognize that. Well, just, I mean, group rides aren't designed for seats. Like, they're designed for the mean, which is B. And so that's even why, like, I was trying to ride with Coco more, and then I feel like that may have been why I was failing some workouts. So, like, I'm doing 150 watts, like, if I'm on the bike. Which I'm only on the bike because I love you guys. <laughs> Hold on. Like otherwise, I'd be sleeping. Video in. I got a small tear. There. <laughs> Actually, if Alan hadn't been here, I might have just slept. That's, that's why we that's keep true. getting guests. Sully. Sully, Sully has to get out. The guests of keep Sully coming back. Yeah. But all episode, I've been like, I don't know if they already asked Alan this. <laughs> Well, so category catastrophes. Yeah, that's this week's category catastrophe. It was a catastrophe. Thank you, Greg, as always. Now, normally this is it's, it's all it's all yeah, fixed now hopefully. though. This is also because squirrel squirrel is a B and I'm a C and Drew is a B. Right world. So yeah. everything's right in the world. It's dead last. Don't worry about it, guys. <laughs> So, Drew, this is the time where you fill us in on your journey that you've undertaken. <laughs> the MCU. Yeah, briefly. Um, so this week we, we watched Thor, The Dark World. Which is um, one of Greg's favorites. Is it? Oh, okay, good. Sarcasm. Oh, thank heaven. <laughs> I mean, I watched it all. Yeah, I, I was, checked I my was phone the whole time. But Hold on. Alan, are you, do you like MCU movies? Are you into that? Yes, but the times that I get back, they sit. That's, that's right dad now. life. Literally, yeah, we understand. 5 a.m. Yeah. on Saturdays while I'm riding yeah. my bike. Yeah. <laughs> it was, long ride. Yeah, the dark world was just weird. It kind of felt a little contrived, a little... Which, the which one, one was where... this? You're introduced to one of the Infinity Malachith Stones. Malekith is the yeah. dark elf. The three of you are talking. Right. That's how excited we are. The main <laughs> antagonist is Malekith. He's the dark elf. They were banished some time ago. Oh, okay. The ether. And then, yeah, the ether, which is one of the Got stones. It. One of the stones. Which Natalie also, Portman gets was... infected with it and hangs out with uh, Thor's mom for a while. Yep. Loki's they treat her like a, she's a refrigerator woman and <laughs> push her off to the side. Yep. <laughs> refrigerator woman. This was this this moment was like when we were all trying to explain how DQs work in ZRL <laughs> yesterday at the same time the drum. Still still not even clear. <laughs> not through any fault of your guy. We um there's a line somewhere. somewhere. And if you go those, over it you get DQs. Lasers will get you every time. If if you knew where it was, you could manage your power, so I don't tell you. But no, the but the funniest thing with the five. movie was <laughs> A, it was the first time, only because you guys just mentioned it with the ether. First time you ever hear about the stones. Yeah. So in the first five movies that I've watched, nobody ever mentioned the stones. Now all of a sudden, Benicio Del Toro pops on screen. It's some weird the collector. form shop collector. The collector. collector. Ooh, Benicio and, Del Toro. Uh, yeah, he's a weird dude. It's a throwback. And this movie's okay. And he's mentioned the stones. And I was like, it just because... Of the length of time the movies have been out, I already know what they are. But it was the first time anybody in the movies had mentioned it, so I was like, okay. Um, but yeah, I just, I don't know. I felt like some of it was a little forced. Um, 
the whole concept behind it, I thought was kind of interesting. It just, you know, sure. A moneymaker. Now, so. the real question we want to know is the eyebrow change and the wig change. <laughs> did they improve it for you? I think now uh, only because plenty I of people think have that's mentioned his real it. hair. The, yeah. Yeah. Okay. With the brown eyebrows and blondish well, hair. And the hair Long is locks. actually his. Yeah. yeah it's, his. it's not a wig. Right. No wig. I, yeah, I was going to say, it did look more natural. So that part of it is good. But uh, yeah, I just. Thank goodness know. for that. That's it was, a, that makes the movie a win one. right there. They changed the eyebrows. <laughs> They let him grow his hair out. <laughs> I think the other, the struggle for me at least was, I was coming off of Avengers, which is such a better a high movie. high. Yeah, so it was tough to go from that. To what you really needed to do was to wait like a year and a half to watch that one, like the rest of us did when it came out, and then you're just like yeah. scrounging for anything Marvel. You're like, oh yeah, let's go watch this. <laughs> this must be good. A money grab. Now that I don't was, think uh, it's a money grab. To be fair, no. I think if you take it out of context and put it as, was it an entertaining film? Did it sure. further the story? Then yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's true. That's actually my, one of my biggest complaints. Is it's very important for the story, and it's such a stupid movie. <laughs> but so next week, right? Iron but Man three. Loki's character in that movie it. though is pretty yeah. good. He developed. Yeah, he developed yeah. a lot more because you you know he develops. The, the alliance there with Thor. And, sure. You know, they begin working together. So that was nice to see. Well, Drew, you're, you're watching in the order no, they were released? This is the uh, timeline order. Yeah. Oh, I like that. So, yeah, it's I much close to order of release. I'd say the only thing that changes is Captain America, where it comes in. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's it slots in randomly. Don't you start, don't you start with uh, Captain, Marvel? Captain America? Like, isn't that like the... Cap Captain Marvel comes in? I, 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 I understand Captain what you're saying, Sully. He's following the, the like Disney Plus recommended order of watch, which yeah. is very, very close to order release. of release as opposed to chronological okay. events therein. Interesting. Got it. So, yeah, this week I got Iron Man 3, which, I'm, I mean, only because it's been the most predominant character. You know, you've come to be very fond of Iron Man. So, Sully's so out. Yeah. He's like, yeah, see ya. <laughs> It's time. It's like it's six forty-five. It's oh time boy. to right. child the clock, children. <laughs> I want to say if there's there won't we'll have to drink we'll have to drink cold brew if right. I don't leave right now and start <laughs> like start boiling well, the water. We'll end it for everybody. I want to say thanks to Alan yep. for joining yes, us. Thank you, Alan. Some thank insight you. on great. the wonderful elixir that is coffee. So I've got like ten more questions that I'm just yeah. going to post in the Discord. <laughs> so. All right. Love it. Thank you. Yeah, See you guys. Awesome. Thank you.